And we're going to be looking at uh, a righteous life versus a wicked life. And uh, in this section of the book of Proverbs, and I've mentioned this a couple of times already, uh, we're going to be seeing a series of parallel statements uh, that really contrast the other. In other words, um, each statement is the opposite of the other, but when you see them side by side, they help explain both statements better, you know. And in other words, you can see what's right by seeing what's wrong. You know, you can see what's wrong better by seeing what's right. And so that's what we're looking at. And so we have what's right and what is wrong basically lined up together. And again, when you see that, you can really see better just how right right can be and how wrong wrong can be. Uh, and we'll see this throughout these uh, uh, these verses we're going to be looking at uh, uh, tonight as we look at some things compared to a righteous life and a wicked life. Uh, and we're going to uh, start there in Proverbs chapter 10. You can remain seated tonight. But we're going to look there at verse 6. Uh, Proverbs chapter 10, verse 6. It says, Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. So you see those contrasts? They're, you know, they're, they're, they're opposites, but they help uh, explain the other one better. Blessings upon the head of the just, violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. The wise in heart will receive commandments, but a pratting fool shall fall. Pratting means somebody just runs their mouth, you know, just you know, babbling all the time, never never shuts up, never saying anything that's worth saying. Verse 11 says, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, uh, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirreth up stripes, but love covereth all sins. In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. Then finally, verse 14, Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near uh, destruction. And so we have here some things, several truths, again, by seeing these two contrasts, uh, you know, uh, the good way and, the, and the, the, the wrong way. And I just kind of want to take these one at a time tonight. So number one, the righteous are blessed and the wicked are judged. That's what we see in verse 6. Blessings are upon the head of the just, violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. And so certainly the righteous, they are honored by God and people, and, and really that's what it's mostly talking about is uh, they're honored by people. And this doesn't mean all people. You know, we never want to make the mistake that just because you're doing right for the Lord that everybody's going to applaud you or, or even like you for it. As a matter of fact, uh, sometimes because we love the Lord, people will simply hate us because of that. Uh, but So it doesn't mean all people. Certainly God will always honor you. But what this verse is, is, is really about is others honoring the righteous, meaning people. And I've seen it over the years. There's been some people that... that that I've tried to witness to and that I've known for years and years, whether it's through the workplace, and, and they, you know, they, they would say something along these lines. They would say, you know, I, I don't believe what you believe. You know, I, I don't think that you're correct about heaven and hell and that there's a God, but, but I do respect you because you, you stayed true to that. You never, you know, you never wavered from that. And so, folks, that's the kind of life we need to live. You know, in other words, even though that, those, I hope those guys got saved sooner or later, but, but, but it, it is true, and that's what this verse is telling us, uh, that, that it's about others honoring the righteous, meaning people, um, and that's what that means in that little phrase there, blessings are found upon the head of the just. And so, again, what this teaches us is, is that not all will appreciate our righteous living. Uh, in other words, they, you know, they could care less about how you care about things and, and, and praying and doing for others. But there are those that do. I mean, there are those that do, that do appreciate that, and that do 
And when they say honor you, they're not worshiping you, but they, they, you know, they, they respect you. They, they, they speak highly of you. Uh, they may even defend uh, and speak up for you. And certainly those are the kinds of people that will be there in your time of need. And, and I thank the Lord for, for a lot of people that God has put in my life um, that there, there's been times when they were going through a hard time or what have you. Um, God would lead me to show them some kindness and goodness. Uh, and oftentimes that's been returned in my time of need. In other words, those that, that I help comfort, that I help help or go out of my way to do something for them or what have you, uh, sacrifice some time or money or what have you, uh, the time would come when they did the same thing for me. Uh, and, and that really kind of goes into the realm of the church family. You know, that's why a, a, uh, uh, one of the great blessings of a strong church family is those types of things. And so the righteous are honored by God and people, but it also talks about the wicked. Uh, and we see there some things concerning judgment. The, the wicked will receive judgment. And it's not talking about judgment at the hands of God, per se, but at the hands of others. In other words, other people. In other words, the wicked uh, are often spoke of harshly. Uh, here, it's even indicating that they're judged with violence. Uh, now, the Bible's not saying that's right, but he's just saying that happens. And, and certainly, we can understand that. Uh, the violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Again, it's not saying that it's necessarily right, uh, but uh, again, those that live the wicked life, you know, you've heard the saying, live by the sword, die by the sword. You know, uh, they... they they do wrong to others. They're violent towards other people. They, 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 they do hurt to other people. And oftentimes they, they go by the way of the same way. You know, they too die a violent death or, or hurt. And so others will judge the wicked uh, harshly. Again, that, that's, a, that's a good life principle. And so the righteous are blessed and the wicked are judged. And so I believe that we would want to be somebody that's righteous, that's, that's right with the Lord. Number two, the righteous and the wicked are remembered, but remembered in different ways. The memory of the just, verse 7, the memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. Now understand that, that as believers, we do not seek to please men first. We always seek to please God first. And sometimes when you please God, you are not going to please men. But when we do please God, that you're still going to please others. You know, you guys have heard me say several times, when you're right with God, you're right with people. Amen? And, and listen, if you struggle with people all the time, if you're into it with somebody all the time, okay, the reason you, you're not right with people is because you're not right with God. You get right with God, you get right with people. Doesn't mean they get right with you. And it doesn't mean that you're all friends and hunky-dory, but you can be right with somebody and they not be right with you. But you've got to be right with God first. And so, so it's something that we really need to, to understand. But when we please God, we'll please others, and for the most part, have a good reputation to be respected. They might not agree uh, with everything that you stand for, but they will respect you, as I uh, gave you an example a while ago. And here's the thing, you know, for me, you know, I would hope that when I leave this earth, uh, that I would have a legacy, even among men, uh, people, that is, of honor and respect. That's what verse 7, the memory of the just is blessed. It's, it's talking about, uh, I believe the context here is how they're remembered. Hey, we ought to live our life in a way that, that, um, uh, we, we, that could be said of us. In other words, when we die, we should, we should leave a life that, that those, you know, that those uh, uh, family members that, that we are leaving behind, you know, our, our children and grandchildren, 
we ought to live a life that, that they can be proud of. You know, that they can say, yeah, my dad, my, my grandpa was so-and-so. And then hear somebody say, yeah, you know what, he was a good man. Yeah, she was a great woman. We need to live that kind of life, amen? I mean, I, I think that's important. That's, that's what God's saying here. They'll be remembered. They'll be remembered. Now, again, the key to all this is, is when our hearts are right with God. But the legacy or memory of the wicked, that's much different in contrast. Much different. Uh, as, we, as we see there, we say there the memory of the just is blessed, but the name of the wicked shall rot. What's, what's he mean there? The name of the wicked shall rot. What he's talking about is their memory stinks. In other words, it's something that it's not pleasant. Their testimony, the life that they lived, uh, was, was something that, that uh, their family members could not be proud of. You know, you know, get up and say a few things about so-and-so. I can't. There is nothing good to say about him. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and listen, you know, we, you know, imagine how this would leave a spouse, a child, a parent, you know, you know, we, we ought to not do that to our loved ones. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? We, we ought to live a legacy that, that they can hold their head up and say, that was my dad, that was my grandpa, that was my brother, that was my mom, whatever the case may be. And so, you know, it, you know, again, it's, it's, it, it's bad enough to lose, uh, a loved one to the grave, but losing them to the grave with no way of giving them honor, I mean, that's, that's really sad. And, and that's something that we can control. We can live a life uh, that, that would never put our loved ones in that position. And you say, well, I don't care what other people think. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And you know you do. Uh, and so let us live in a way that when we're gone, uh, it's a sweet smell and not, not, not a stench, not like rot. And that's what the, the picture there is. So the righteous and the wicked are remembered. Number three, righteous behavior and speech... Uh, compared to the wicked. In other words, we're talking about words that come out of our mouth. There's a difference there. And uh, we look there. Uh, well, let's just read a verse here first. James uh, tells us in James 3, 2, I have it written down already, for in many things we offend all. If any man not offend in word, the same as a perfect man, and able also to bridle the whole body. You know what this tells me? Is that people that can't control their mouth also can't control their body. That's what he's saying. Uh, in the book of James, I, I, I encourage you to read it. It's a short book. You can read the whole thing very quickly. But as a whole, it teaches us the destructive power of words. You know, here, here's the thing we need to understand. Words and behavior are connected. Amen. And Jesus teaches that as well. And so the words and behavior of the righteous should be much different than the words and behavior of the wicked. You know, and, and, and again, hey, listen, if there are certain types of words, corrupt speech, cursings, the Bible calls them, that, that comes out of your mouth, the reason they're coming out of your mouth is because they're in your heart. Amen. You know, these people, I've had people tell me, well, you know, it's just how I learn how to talk. I don't know how to talk any other way. Well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says you say those things because your heart isn't right. Uh, and the book of James will show us that. Uh, and so the way that a saved man, a righteous man, a godly man or woman talks and acts should stand in stark contrast of each other. Again, uh, it should be opposite. Now let's look at verse 8 with all that in mind. It says, The wise in heart 
uh, will receive uh, commandments, but a pratting fool shall fall. So pratting, as I explained a while ago, it means just talking excessive, babbling on, chattering. You know, well, I never in my life. Well, that's ridiculous. You know, those, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, you've been around people like that. It's just like, you know, they, just, they won't shut up. And they're not saying anything. They are saying absolutely nothing. But the Bible teaches us here, not just here, but elsewhere, but the wise listen. Because there could be truth, there could be biblical truth in what's being revealed. In other words, you, you hear something, you know, those that are fools hear something they don't like, and they just try to shout it down. And the Bible says that's foolish. So here's the thing, and we all struggle with this. I mean, I, hey, I, I spout off sometimes and I ain't supposed to. How many times have you said, I wish I hadn't said that? We, we're all guilty of it, okay? I mean, and, but, but here's the thing. When you find yourself spouting off about how you feel, what you think, instead of being quiet and listening, the Bible says you're being a fool at that moment. You know, and, and you might be offended. You might be wrong. But the Bible says you need to be quiet. You need to listen. And so that, that's the difference, okay? The wise will listen uh, more than they speak. Uh, and so that's just something I think the Lord would have us to understand. Look at verse 9. Look at verse 9. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. We'll talk about that. But he that perverteth his ways shall be known. So we see there's some things here that, that uh, we're talking about our course of life. In other words, how we live. So the walk of the upright is secure. That means that this is somebody that's living their life they can go out in public safely and openly. Sometimes it's just a, a joke that I've been, I always, I've been doing it for, I don't know, 40 years, I guess. And, uh, you know, like you walk into a room and you kind of startle somebody, you know. You say, hey, Leon, how's it going? Leon will go, well. And, and my comeback is always, what's wrong? You owe somebody some money or something? <laughs> Meaning, are you, you know, are you hiding? You got, got a guilty conscience? What are you jumping for? But there are people who live that way. You know, I mean, seriously, they do. But the walk of the upright is secure. It means that you're walking safely and openly. You're contently. You don't have nothing to hide. Uh, there, there's, there's no uh, ulterior motive. You don't live in fear of, of something bad being exposed. You know, back in my younger days, I had a lead foot. <laughs> I did. I sped. I just, I got tickets all the time. I mean, I was on the verge of losing my license all the time. And, and I still didn't learn. I'd drive down the road. I'd have radar detectors. And I just, I was a nervous wreck driving all the time because I was always speeding. I was always slamming on my brake. What was that, the cops, you know? Just a constant wreck, you know? And, uh, you know, as the years went by, it's not, you know, I'm not saying I don't get a little lead-footed sometimes. But uh, I don't have to slam on the brakes every time I see a policeman now. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm obeying the law. It's just, it's just a lot easier to live that way. But a lot of people, they don't live that way. Um, and, and again, the, the walk of the upright is secure. Uh, in other words, they don't have to worry about keeping their story straight. You know, now the wicked, now who, whose walk is crooked and dishonest, listen, they're, they're constantly manipulating, they're constantly lying their way through life, and it is a full-time job to keep their lies in order. 
I mean, they're constantly, you know, they've told this person one thing, they've told this person another, so they got to be careful when they handle this situation. i got to handle this situation when this person is present this way, and when this person is present, i got to handle it this way, and sometimes I'm not sure if I've got it mixed up. Yeah. But the walk of the upright is secure. They, they don't have no problems. They have nothing to hide. But others, they, they live that way. And, and because depending on the situation, they tell one person this, they tell one person that. And that's just a terrible way to live. They have to, you know, keep all their lies in order. And they, you know, after, you know, um, uh, there's, there's a judge on TV that says, you know, if you tell the truth, you don't have to have a good memory. But boy, when you lie all the time, you've got to have a real good memory. Yeah. But one who walks securely, one who's upright, never need worry about such things. They, 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 they don't trip over a lie they told or a dishonest situation they've created. The wicked make light of wrong and sin. Verse 10. He that winketh with the eye causes sorrow. There we see again, but a pratting fool shall fall. He that winketh with the eye causes sorrow. That's somebody that makes light of sin, that kind of chuckles about sin. You know, you ever notice the, the, the gestures of a dishonest person? I mean, sometimes you can just look at how somebody, their body language and how they're, you know, they're darting their eyes. They're just, you know, you say, that, that, that's a crook right there. That's somebody that's hiding something. Yeah. And again, we notice that pratting, that babbling, and on and on and on. It's what we call fast talkers. What you, ever, you know what people do when they fast talk you? In other words, they're 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 just saying one thing after the other. They won't they don't they don't want the reason they don't they want to keep talking is they don't want to take a breath because they don't want you to say anything and reveal anything. And so what what they're doing is they want to confuse the situation, take the attention away from their real motive, which is usually some type of ungodliness. You know, that's what they're doing. They're, they're trying to take the attention away of it. Uh, and, and again, they're making light uh, of wrong and sin. They, they think it's some type of game. And there are some people out there that are really good at it. Uh, and they can fool those that are trying to do right and that are good-hearted, trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. But sooner or later, it's all going to come crashing down. God promises that. In verse 10 again, He that weakened with the eye causes sorrow, but a prating fool shall fall. Sooner or later, they'll... They'll run out of ground. Amen? Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. We're just motoring through these. It says, The mouth of a righteous man is a well of life, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. So the righteous speak life-giving words. That's what that is. You know, a well of water, water. A well of water gives life. But the words, the conversation of the wicked, certainly those destroy lives and, and, and breeds violence. And there are just some people that that live that way. Look at verse 12. <clears throat> he says, Hatred stirreth up strifes, but love covereth all sins. The righteous love and forgive. The wicked don't. Uh, they are filled with hate. They are filled with revenge. They don't even try. You know, I, I actually believe there are some people that thrive off of revenge. They would rather have revenge, uh, the, uh, the ability to... to, to uh, avenge themselves against another than they would to be right with somebody. And that's sad. 
They're more interested in destroying people, destroying race, relationships, instead of building relationships. And that's certainly the, you know, a, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? Certainly a, a piece of fruit that shows that that's a very wicked person. It reveals a lot about that person. Uh, really, it's deplorable, uh, according to the Word of God. And a lot of times, this is done by words. You know, bad-mouthing people. Um, and, and again, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sad to see. I, I hate some of this stuff that I see out there. And, 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 you know, what they love to do is they love to bring up the past mistakes of other people. You know, you know, why, why do people do that? You know, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. You know, yes, they did you wrong and, well, they're okay with it. Well, that's okay. Don't worry about it. I forgive you. That is until I get mad at you and then I'm going to bring it back up again. That's evil. That's evil. That's evil. That's that's hypocritical, even. Uh, and you know, we might say, "Well, well, you know, why should I forgive them?" Let, let, let me let me just remind all of us tonight: the reason you should forgive somebody that's offended you, because somebody's forgiven you for offending them, and probably for the same thing at one time or another. You've just forgot about it. Chances are, nobody's ever done anything to you that you haven't done to another. Amen. Amen. I think that's something we always need to remember uh, and to think about. And that's why we need to be uh, forgiving. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's certainly, you know, something that, um, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's I, I, I guess I pity those whose hearts are so hard, you know, that, that it's just, it's just sad, sad to see that. And we really see that in verse 13. Let's read that real quick. He says, In the lips of him that hath understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. And, and so what I'm saying here is to kind of tie some things together here. You know, it's obvious to those who, who have a good relationship with the Lord. They, there's some discernment there. But as I said, there are some whose hearts are so hard, as I said about that just want revenge, that God says it's going to take some pain to break through. That's what that rod. <laughs> it ain't only one thing going to get their attention. That's going to be some pain in their life. And that's physical, literal pain, but it could also be emotional pain. Uh, you know, God doing something uh, beyond our imagination in our life to get our attention. And, and that's why I kind of feel bad for people like that. It, it's a dangerous thing. To take ungodliness and unfaithfulness lightly. To just flippantly disobey God or chuckle at it or think that it's cute, you know, to, to, to continue to feel bad about someone and be proud about it. You're, you're a prime target for, for a rod across the back. And it can happen any moment. Verse 14, we'll be done. It says, wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. So we see some contrast again here. The wise store up godly knowledge. This is done through the Bible, uh, being in the house of God, hearing preaching, uh, Sunday school lesson. Again, the Word of God, those types of things, hiding the Word of God in your heart. Those things help us store up knowledge and learn how to react to the situations in life in a biblical way. But the foolish... Again, they're more interested in, in talking and proving a point, you know, 
uh, and not listening. All they're thinking about is, you know, I want to get out of here. I'm tired of listening to this. You know, whatever the case may be, they're not wanting to, to grow. They're more interested in telling people, you know, what they think and how they feel and why they're right and they're wrong. And sadly, this can. Actually, it does. It causes a lot of destruction, not only in their own life, but they hurt a lot of people as well. But the wise store up godly knowledge. That's, that's what we want to do tonight. Now, if I was going to say that we had a prayer request tonight based on this tonight, this is what we want, that we'd store up godly knowledge. So there's a big difference between the righteous and the wicked that we saw here tonight. And I know I kind of went through here quick. But the difference is, number one, blessings or curses. You know, you know there are people out there that get in trouble, straighten up. Get in trouble, straighten up. Get in trouble, straighten up. You know, blessings and cursings. Blessings and cursings. Blessings and cursings. There's a big difference between the righteous and the wicked. God doesn't, you know, he doesn't strive with man forever. So the difference is blessings and cursings. Also, the difference between the righteous and the wicked are how we're remembered. Hey, we ought to be living our life. You ought to live to make your parents proud. You ought to live to, again, to make your children proud. Whatever the case may be, that's how we need to live our life. It's not cute. It's not cute to live like an idiot. To live like a rebel. You hear me? It's, it's not cute. God's not pleased with it. And all you're doing is you're causing hurt and destruction to your family. Especially if you leave this world like that. So how we're remembered. Big difference between the righteous and the wicked. And there's a big difference between the righteous and wicked uh, between our behavior and speech as we looked at those last several verses. So again, guys, I just want you to understand some things. You know, I, I mentioned the book of James, and I want to read a, a passage of Scripture here, a couple out of the book of James. It says, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. Boy, would that not. You know, I think about my younger years. Whew, that would have saved me a lot of trouble. For the wrath of man worketh not to the righteousness of God. No work. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted words which is able to save your souls. Then in James 1.26, If any man among you seem to be religious, in other words, saved, but bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion, his belief is in vain. <laughs> doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So some things that we really need to understand, some things that we need to really get a hold of here tonight. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and um, again, I, we won't have a, an altar call or anything, but uh, just a, a few of us here tonight.